Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Ryan Responds podcast, the bi-weekly political podcast that focuses on today's political issues and how they affect you and me. Thank you so much for joining me today, everybody. Episode 26 is live. Thank you all for being here. This is going to be kind of a pathetic episode to go through. Just the stuff that I'm going to talk about is so pathetic, but it needs to be discussed. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, which most of you are, you'll notice all my signs are gone. I'm leaving my college dorm and moving back home, transferring colleges. So due to the fact that finals are this week and I'm moving, there's going to be no Saturday upload. I apologize. What I was going to do for the Saturday upload fell through, um, which is too bad, but that happens sometimes. But today we're going to be discussing the impeachment hearing, the first impeachment hearing that happened in the House Judiciary Committee with Nadler as the chairman and ranking member Doug Collins. We're going to discuss all of it. We're going to discuss why these aren't even witnesses. We're going to go through why they're biased. It's a good episode to listen to if you didn't watch the hearing, which most of you didn't. I know it was like eight hours. I didn't watch. I might have watched two hours of it. Uh, It was really pathetic. I'm going to dive into it right now. Episode 26 of the Ryan Responds Podcast. watching the whole impeachment hearing, which I doubt anybody did that's listening to this. I doubt it, doubt it, doubt it. But if you did, kudos to you. Um, I was going to throw my TV out the window or throw a rock at my TV, one or the other, one of the two, uh, because it was just so, I mean, now, like, I can handle, I could handle the previous ones with Adam Schiff and Nunez and uh, Steve Castor and uh, Daniel Goldman. I could, I could handle that. Because these were actual people that witnessed something. They worked for the government. They were either in the CIA. They worked in the White House. They were the envoy to Ukraine. They were a lieutenant colonel. They were something. They at least had some sort of government role that somehow worked them into the whole Trump, Ukraine, Zelensky, Giuliani thing going on. At least there was some connection. This impeachment hearing had no connection whatsoever to anything relating to Ukraine or President Trump or President Zelensky or Rudy Giuliani had nothing to do with it. Jerry Nadler had four witnesses, and I use that term very loosely. They're not witnesses. He had them come and testify for eight and a half hours. These four witnesses are constitutional scholars at universities across the nation. So ask yourself, what does a constitutional scholar have to do with a phone call between Trump and Zelensky or quid pro quo or bribery, treason, whatever the hell Democrats are talking about now? What does it have to do with anything? Nothing, 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 nothing. And that's what really pissed me off about this is because this these guys aren't witnesses. They didn't witness anything. They're not providing any new information. These are all professors at universities. All four of them were professors at colleges. 
that shared their opinion about why Trump should be impeached. I kid you not, everyone's saying Trump, three out of the four were saying Trump should be impeached. Trump committed treason, he committed bribery, look at the facts. It's like, well, what? how the hell do you know? What facts do you know that we don't? You're, you're pulling shit out of thin air. Excuse my language, but you're pulling it out of thin air, okay? We're going to go through these witnesses and witnesses and why they are false, why they deserve no credibility, and why they should not even be there in the first place. Witness witness number one is Professor Noah Feldman. This guy looked triggered. He looked so triggered to be here. But he's a lifelong Democrat, and all, everything I'm about to tell you about all these witnesses, these professors are 100% accurate. This isn't made up. This is 100% true. Professor Feldman's a lifelong Democrat. He supported Hillary Clinton in 2016, and he was an avid supporter of impeachment back in April of 2017. April. So January 20th, February 20th, March 20th. This interview was on April 17th, I believe. So almost not even three months after President Trump was inaugurated, he was calling for impeachment. Three months Three months after, raise your right hand, Mr. President, President Donald J. Trump, less than three months he supported impeaching him. Witness number two, you have Pamela Carlin. Sorry to cuss again, but this lady is a bitch. She was so rude. She's the, she's the real Wicked Witch. She really is. She played the Wicked Witch of the West in The Wizard of Oz. She's about 150 right now, but she's so rude. She brought up Baron Trump and literally made fun of Baron. Uh, watch the clip. She later apologized, but I, eh, you can't really say, I'm sorry, didn't mean to say that. Like, come on, you're, you're in front of millions of people, live TV. You're, you're literally the most important person when you're talking. And you make fun of the president's son. He's 13. That's pathetic, okay? Number one, why that's pathetic. But number two, she donated $1,000 to Elizabeth Warren. She's already a donor in 2020. She's already donated $1,000 to Elizabeth Warren. In 2016, she donated over $2,000 to Hillary Clinton. So Hillary supporter, Elizabeth Warren. She supported impeachment in 2018. Color me shocked. And she was almost an Obama appointee. Obama was thinking of putting her on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. She also was appointed to a position, but I'm not too sure which position, but she was appointed by Obama and looked at for the Supreme Court of the United States. Oh, it's hard to even laugh at this because this is how pathetic it is, you know? She brings up President Trump's son. He's 13. He can't defend himself. He's not there to talk. He's 13. He's barely a teenager, and you're going to bring him into this mess? Like, I called her a word earlier. I'm not going to use it again, but she is one, and she's a witch. So what rhymes with witch? There you go, okay. Witness number three, Professor Michael Gerhardt. So you've got this guy. He donated over $1,200 to the Obama campaign when he was running. He also has, imp has supported impeachment for years. This guy looked just... I don't like to attack people based on looks, but he wasn't the most eye-appealing person in the world. But some this 
I can't even I can't even go on because so many of these people just said the most ridiculous things and all they were doing was giving their opinion. They're saying Trump committed quid pro quo. How do you know? Well, Adam Schiff told me. It's like God. I mean, and, and the Pamela lady, Pamela Carlin, she actually has um, been an attorney for multiple members on the Democratic side. She's she's um, what's the word? It's gonna slip through my head right now, but. She um, she was their attorney, you know. She um, supported them in court. She was their attorney, and that's she's represented. She's represented many of them in court, um, and that's crazy, you know. She represented so many of them. So you've now got Professor Jonathan Turley, witness number four. Um, he acknowledged in the hearing that he doesn't support Trump and didn't vote for him. He also stated that this would be the first impeachment in history without evidence of a crime. And that's so true. That's so accurate. This man was on our side. He wasn't even on our side. He doesn't support the president. He's not going to vote for him in 2020. He didn't vote for him in 2016. But he... He just ran with the truth, you know, because sometimes the, the truth always overpowers lies. And those three morons, and I can literally call them morons because I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with them politically. They're just stupid. I don't even disagree with them. I mean, I disagree with them politically on everything, but they're just stupid. They're getting their facts from the New York Times and, and the Washington Post and Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, Nancy Pelosi. You're biased as hell. But, I mean, and then Matt Gates. Matt Gates did an unbelievable job. He said to the witnesses, who here has evidence that President Trump committed a crime? Raise your hand. Crickets. No one raised their hand. No one said anything because you know why? They don't have evidence. I know, I just bursted everyone's bubble, but these... Four professors have no evidence of anything. Okay, none of them should be taken truthfully. Just because the professor Tarly agrees with me, I don't take his word for anything. I mean, they're professors. Cool. You don't work for the government. You weren't on the phone call. You don't work for the president. You've never met the president. You don't work for the CIA, the NSA, the anything. You don't work for anybody. You work for a university, Harvard and Stanford and George Washington University, I think. Your opinions are like my opinions. I have opinions on everything. You have opinions on everything. Your opinion is worth just as much as my opinion. You're no higher in government than I am. Okay, you work at a university. Cool. I work for Publix. We have about the same standard in the government. We are civilians. We are not government employees, okay? We're now going to go to Jerry Nadler and... We're going to go to some things that he's done over the past. I mean, you know, I've shared so many clips of him back in 98 during the Bill Clinton impeachment. Um, and he called the Bill Clinton impeachment a coup by the Republicans. Hmm, sound familiar. You know, this is a coup by the Democrats. With Bill Clinton, we had evidence of a crime. You know, we had evidence of many things. Him and Monica, the dress, the tapes, we had everything to impeach Bill Clinton, then he lied about it, okay? There's no significant evidence to overturn 
the 2016 election and throw Trump out of office. It's just like college football. You run a play, there's a, there's, you know, he stepped out of bounds or whatever, you go review it, and the call in the field was out of bounds or something. You've got to have enough evidence to overturn the, the call. I might not have described that correctly, but um, if there's not enough evidence to overturn the call when you're watching the replay, then the call stands. This is exactly how it works in government. If there's not enough evidence to impeach a president, you leave him. Okay? Where there's smoke, there's fire. No. You need evidence. You need a fire to actually have evidence. And if there's just smoke, that's not enough to impeach on. Okay? And there's there's not even any smoke with this. But we're going to go to Nadler real quick. You know, he, he's been calling Trump an illegitimate president before the inauguration, which... Every Democrat did that, but he wasn't even president at the time, and you're calling him illegitimate, most likely because they ran with the Steele dossier, the Russian hoax put forth by, you know, Peter Stroke, Lisa Page, Bruce Ward, Nellior, Comey, Clapper, McKay, I mean, all, I mean, you know, I can name them forever, Glenn Simpson, Fusion GPS, all of these cronies within the FBI and the CIA and, um, you know, Brennan appointees and Fusion GPS uh, employees. In 2016, he began plotting impeachment, and he ran as chairman in 2017 as the best person suited to lead the impeachment. And it's like, in 2017, he said, I'm the best person to lead impeachment. Can you imagine if in 2009, you know, we won the House in 2010, but could you imagine... If in 2009, you know, that's such a long time ago, but say a, a predominant Republican said, put me as House Judiciary Chairman because I'm going to impeach President Obama. Can you imagine how that would go over? When he hasn't even been in office for a few months, you're already talking about impeaching him. And that's where we've gone so divisive in these past couple of years you didn't look at impeaching the president unless he committed a crime or did something blatantly wrong that both sides can agree on was wrong. You know? It can't happen anymore. It can't. Because if... And I'll be honest, if they hold a vote, I think they will impeach Trump in the House. But I don't think they'll get it to the Senate. You can't get it through the Senate because they won't allow it, but they're going to pull this charade on as long as they can. But I guarantee you, if Trump gets impeached in the House, it will be a party-line vote, and President Trump wins in a landslide. Guarantee you. This was the best thing that happened to the Trump uh, campaign was impeachment and the impeachment inquiry because— it angers Trump's base. It angers me to the core, especially yesterday. I couldn't watch because it irritated me to my soul how blatant biased these four, these three witnesses were against the president. Donated to Hillary, donated to Warren, donated to Obama, Obama appointee, supported impeachment in 2017. The list goes on. They're biased. They're liberal law professors at major universities across the country. What do you think they're going to say? Anyway, Pelosi also came out today 
and said that the House is going to move forward with the impeachment inquiry. The next hearing is going to be on Monday. Don't ask me what about. Real quick, before I end the program, I want to tell you that after the Democrats got their time to ask questions, the 45 minutes, you know, the council and Nadler got to ask questions, they took a 10-minute recess. They pulled they pulled a play out of the Adam Schiff playbook, took a 10-minute recess, went out and had a press conference so CNN and MSNBC could get their headlines for the day. And Doug Collins starts laughing when Nadler says we're going to take a 10-minute recess because he knows what they're going to do. Nadler almost broke a smile because he knows what they're going to go do. They're going to go take a press conference to give the headlines for the day. Trump committed crimes because of these four morons, professors at random liberal-ass colleges, said he did. How biased and pathetic is that, that our American, our, our freaking system of government is now looking at these people as witnesses to what the president has done. We're looking at them and saying, oh, they should be impeached because Noah Feldman, Pamela Carlin, and Michael Gerhardt say so. Just because they talked about some big, you know, they talked about King George and the Constitution and they brought up founding fathers and stuff, they think they know what's right. They have an opinion just like everybody else does, and when you're not in government, your opinion is worthless. Everyone has an opinion. I have an opinion. My opinion is no better than their opinion. We just disagree. People could take my opinion as word just as much as they could take theirs as word because it's all an opinion. And to, to bring these four professors in to the sacred house of Congress and to call them witnesses just so they could tell the American people why President Trump should be impeached over, over evidence given to them by the New York Times, ABC, Washington Post, Huffington Post, and Adam Schiff. There's nothing more than a PR job yesterday. The Democrats will take clips out of all of this, run with it in 2020, and if they impeach him in the House, they will not win in 2020. Mark my words, I'm saying it today, December 5th. I've said it before, but I'm putting it down on paper now. December 5th, 2019, I'm calling it. If Trump gets impeached in the House, he will win in a landslide. Guarantee it. Take it to the bank. And that's where I will leave you off. I want to thank you all for listening. I appreciate you for coming back. Episode 26 is a fun, fun one. I got to dive into all these fake witnesses. It's pathetic at this point, guys, but I, I had to talk about it. It's politics. It needs to be brought up. Thank you for listening. If you guys could share this episode for me with your friends, I'd really appreciate it. I'm being suppressed hardcore on Twitter. Most of my traffic is Instagram and Snapchat right now. So I want to thank you all. If you could share it with two or three people, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. No episode on Saturday because finals and I'm moving. New podcast will be up Monday. I will see you then. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you, and God bless these United States of America. Good night.